Hi, I'm Josh Trippier, and this is Be a Good Leader, the podcast that walks you through becoming a leader to show you the pitfalls and common misconceptions at each phase of leadership. In our last episode, we walked you through what leadership is, how to get into a leadership position, and what's different when you get there. In today's episode, we'll point out more common pitfalls, tips to succeed, and what to expect when you move into a senior leadership role. All right, so you're in a position of leadership. Now, you want to succeed and move to a senior leadership position. A great way to understand the pitfalls of leadership is to understand how teams develop. To illustrate the stages, we can follow the formation of the fictional team inside the Wisconsin Office of Recreational Knowledge, or WORK for short. This office, located in Wisconsin, right next to Mr. Perkins' family diner on West Adzikan Avenue, was put in charge of the world's supply of trivial knowledge. The work team was formed by President Lyndon B. Johnson in 1966. At the time, most knowledge was of the life or death kind. President Johnson appointed Alex Trebek to head the secretive organization tasked with the not-so-trivial mission of ensuring the world has less important information at the ready. The first team meeting happened on a snowy day in 1966 at Mr. Perkins' family diner and consisted of the leader, Alex Trebek, a young Chris Haney and Scott Abbott, future founders of the game Trivial Pursuit, Regis Philbin, who would eventually become the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and Bob Barker, host of The Price is Right. This historic meeting also kicked off the first stage of the five stages of team development. The initial phase is the dependence and inclusion stage. This stage usually happens at the formation of a team. At this stage, the team members are highly dependent on the leader and want to feel safe and included. Conflict is usually very low. Members don't want to rock the boat and they need to understand their roles, the goals of the team, and to feel psychologically safe. A leader at this stage of team development needs to be directive, confident, organized, and task-oriented. You want to provide the initial structure for your team to operate in. One common misconception is that you should involve members in this initial structuring. It turns out that this tends to make members feel less secure and hinders group progress. The start of the meeting was a little awkward because the team was unfamiliar with one another and Alex had not arrived yet. But when Alex Trebek got there, he came in to the meeting fully prepared. He had an agenda and a plan. Alex also helped everyone get to know each other by introducing them to one another. He encouraged participation from every group member. Alex Trebek then began telling the team why they were meeting. He told them they would increase 
the trivial knowledge of the human population by creating a number of game shows and board games. He also started assigning tasks. He knew that Chris Haney and Scott Abbott loved making games. So, he assigned them the task of coming up with the most important board game in history. He told Bob to work with Regis to come up with other ideas for television game shows that would be so good people would yell the answers into their television sets. Throughout this stage, Trebek also gave positive feedback to members on the team. He encouraged them to talk openly about their tasks, the team's roles, and their values. He helped them if they needed training. He set high-performance standards and provided guidance when needed. He worked with the departments outside their office to get the members what they needed. Everything was going great, and the team began working on their assigned tasks. But one day, at a meeting at Mr. Perkins, Bob and Regis told Alex that they had too much work for themselves. They thought it wasn't fair that Alex assigned them multiple projects while Scott and Chris were only assigned one board game. They told Alex that he wasn't doing a good job at leading. This brings us to the second stage of team development, counter-dependence and fighting. At this stage, members feel more comfortable in the group. They begin to free themselves from their dependence on the leader and conflict often arises around group goals and procedures. The goal for the group at this stage is to develop new goals and procedures that everyone agrees on. Despite what most people think, conflict at this stage is healthy and necessary to move on to stage three. It also means that members feel safe enough to voice their true thoughts and feelings. This phase is important to emerge from. It's important to remember that conflict around tasks, goals, and values is considered healthy. However, when conflicts get personal, it can tear a team apart. Leaders should know not to take challenges or attacks personally. View this tension through a group mindset. Instead of blaming others, conflict should be seen as a way for the group to clarify its goals and procedures. A leader should openly facilitate group discussion. After hearing what Regis and Bob had to say, Alex knew that this type of attack shouldn't be taken personally and was happy that this was a conflict centered around tasks. Alex told Regis and Bob that they had a great point. He opened the discussion up to the rest of the group to come up with a way to distribute the work more equally and fairly. After they discussed it over a few orders of Mr. Perkins' famous Dixie Dippers, they decided that since Alex had experience with hosting game shows, he could help by coming up with a game on his own. The group felt better about their goals and roles and was ready to move to stage three of their team development. The team now has better trust and worked out their early struggles. They can handle conflict easier and talk more openly about the team. And with all of the regular meetings, they've become familiar with Mr. Perkins' menu and more importantly, familiar with themselves.
At this stage, leaders need to share their power and encourage members to participate in leadership tasks. Members should be involved in making the decisions, conflict resolution, negotiation, strategic planning, buffering, and many of the other leadership roles. Alex is now working alongside his team members on his own project, but he is still able to give others support when they need it. Bob, Regis, Chris, and Scott have also started planning new ways to get people to remember unimportant things and sharing in other leadership tasks. The team is rocking and rolling. Bob and Regis have come up with a show who wants to be a thousandaire. The team thinks the name might change because of inflation, but they love the idea. Chris and Scott are getting close to making their game called Trivial Pursuit, named after the group's mission to pursue all things trivial. Trebek has also made great progress on his show called What's the Question? so they can get more trivial knowledge on screen without waiting for the answer from the contestants. The show would be renamed later. They have entered the coveted fourth stage of team development. Leaders at this stage are able to monitor progress and look for signals that might show the team is regressing to a previous stage. Through their hard work, Alex and the team saw a huge increase in trivial knowledge around the globe. They eventually partnered with teams at Google and Wikipedia to spread trivial knowledge on an even larger scale. And now you know a few more pitfalls and you've led your team to be as productive as possible. You're ready for your senior leadership position. In this next part of today's episode, we'll walk you through the stages of entering a senior leadership position. Transitioning at a high-level position can be more involved because there are usually more moving parts. Based on an article from McKinsey & Company's Scott Keller and Mary Meany, there are five steps to transitioning into a senior leader role or high-level executive transition. The first step is to aspire change. During this stage, you take stock of your team, your business, your customers, and at the same time, you work with them to create an aspiration or a desired outcome. For example, this could mean visiting regional offices, interviewing key employees, or talking with key customers. In the article, it mentions an executive that hosted an off-site meeting with key employees to come up with the aspiration together. The second step is the assessment stage. Here you set priorities for achieving the aspiration, determine possible barriers, and set goals. In the article, it mentions creating a strategy team and working with them to set objectives that would achieve the aspirational goal they defined earlier. The third stage is the architect phase. You work with your followers to create a plan that outlines how you will achieve these goals. This stage helps further define your plan and understanding who is making the what decisions, what metrics are most important, and creating a story that can be told to the rest of the organization. The fourth stage is the action phase. This is where you implement the plan you've come up with and officially launch the new direction. You can refine your plan along the way. This often includes a launch meeting 
that includes a majority of the organization's top leaders. It also means getting each department to align with the new direction. The fifth stage is to advance. Once you've implemented the plan, you work with your direct reports to monitor the plan and make adjustments. This is important because even the best laid plans run into unforeseen obstacles inside and outside the organization. If you're in a new executive position, remember, aspire, assess, architect, act, and advance. In our coming episodes, we'll talk more about senior leadership. We'll also dive into tactics for stress management, conflict management, delegation, decision-making, and problem-solving, and communication. I'm Josh Trippier, and this is Be a Good Leader. See you next time.